Chapter eighteen of a daily rate by Grace Livingston Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter eighteen. Do you think I'm too homely to fix up? anxiously asked Mamie, as her visitor did not at once respond. Oh, no, indeed, said Celia, laughing. I was only trying to think how to answer you, and it's so funny for you to want to copy me. I've never tried to be pretty, as you call it. I only tried to be clean and neat, and have things look as nice as I could without spending much money. But now that you've asked me, if you really want to know how you could improve your appearance, in my eyes at least, I'll try to tell you a few things. What is it that troubles you most? We'll begin with that. Oh, my sakes! giggled Mamie. There's so many things. Well, my hands and my feet. They're so big and in the way. My hands are red and rough and bony, and my face is always breaking out in little ugly black pimples, and my hair won't get into any shape I want it to, and my teeth aren't pretty, and then of course my clothes, and I just wish I could walk across a room like you. She finished with a sigh. Celia laughed and began. Your hands, she said. Let me see them. She turned up the gas and surveyed them critically a moment, while Mamie waited in breathless anxiety, comparing her red, beringed fingers to Celia's small white ones. "'Well, if I were you, I would take all those rings off first, said Celia decidedly. "'They look gaudy and out of place, except perhaps on a woman in society, and even then I should prefer to see just one or two at a time, and not a whole jewelry store at once.' Mamie looked disappointed. She drew them off slowly. I thought they were pretty, she said, the least bit of dismay in her voice. Don't you like any rings? Not for young girls, unless they mean something. Have you any that have tender associations? Some, simpered Mamie, looking conscious. Celia ignored or did not understand this answer. Which one? she asked. Did your mother, or father, or brother, or sister give it to you? Mamie blushed. Well, yes, I have got one ma gave me, but it isn't any of them. It's a little plain gold thing, looks kind of out of style now. I don't wear it any more. I'd wear that one, said the oracle, and put the others all away. You're too young to have rings given you to wear by strangers. Now, about training those hands, I can give you some little exercises that they gave me when I was taking music lessons, which I think help the hands to be graceful. First, if I were you, I would go into the bathroom and give them a good washing in hot soap suds, finishing off with cold water. That will make them more pliable. Have you a nail brush? You ought to have one. There is nothing like it for making the nails look rosy." I suppose you find great trouble in keeping them clean, working all day, don't you? I do. I would cut the nails more in this shape if I were you, see? And Celia held out one seashell-tipped hand to be inspected. When the hands were duly scrubbed, Celia gave her a short lesson in Delsart, an exercise for each joint of the finger and hand. Mamie's eyes sparkled, and she proved herself an apt pupil. Now, said Celia. Practice that, but be sure you never do it where anyone can see you. It will have its effect on your movements in time, but never practice in public. 
don't think about your hands that's the best way to do if they are clean they will take care of themselves and the more you think about them and think how awkward they are the more awkward they become did you never try making people stop staring at you by looking hard at their feet in the street cars well try it sometime it is very funny i have been annoyed once or twice by somebody staring at me till i was very uncomfortable i remembered what i had read somewhere and looked down at their feet as if i was very much interested in them they very soon took their eyes from me and began to draw their feet back out of sight and to fidget around and wonder what was the matter with their shoes mamie laughed and looked at her new teacher with admiration she began to think she had made a mistake in saying celia was not pretty now the complexion began celia again in a business-like tone your general health will affect that you ought not to eat much fat or sweets for one thing and you ought to bathe all over every day and rub your skin till it's all in a glow that will make a great difference in the complexion how often do you bathe oh my gasped mamie i do hate to take a bath why mamma used always to scrub us children all round once a week and i suppose i'd ought to keep that up but sometimes i do skip a week it's so dreadful cold in the morning well if i were you i would bathe every day for a while anyway you don't know what a lot of good it will do you and after a while you will get to love it once a week you ought to have a thorough wash with warm water and plenty of soap and finish off with a cold dash and a good hard rub and then every morning take a sponge off in cool water and a good rubbing that you will find will make your complexion very different then i would give the face some treatment of hot and cold water wash it in water just as hot as you can stand it every morning and then in very cold that will make your cheeks have some color too i think as for your teeth let me see them oh mamie it's too bad you let such nice even teeth get into such a condition they are hopelessly black and you can't get them white yourself do you brush them every day after every meal oh my land no exclaimed mamie what an awful nuisance that would be i never had a toothbrush but once and then carrie used it to scrub the ink off her fingers when she was going to the theatre celia could scarcely repress the exclamation of disgust that arose to her lips on this announcement but mamie was luckily too interested in her own words to hear don't you think i could ever do anything with my teeth why yes you must go to a dentist at once and have them attended to they need a good cleaning and while you are there you ought to have him go over your teeth and put them in first-class order it doesn't pay to let your teeth go before you are a woman yet he will tell you how to take care of them you ought not to eat much candy or to chew gum that injures the teeth oh said mamie in a sort of despair you don't have much fun do you if you try to do all them things but i don't mind for i do want to look pretty and i'm willin for it all if it'll do any good celia's pulses quickened for she thought if this girl would do so much for the outward adorning perhaps she might be able some time to persuade her to do as much for the beautiful inward adorning of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of god of great price then your hair went on celia 
needs to be washed often i would wash it first with powdered borax in the water it isn't good to use borax often for it makes the hair so brittle it breaks but it will take out the extra oil now and that is what you need then it will need to be thoroughly rinsed and dried and combed after that you can do almost anything you want with it i'll let you watch me do mine once and then you will see how it is done that is the best way to learn and then about your dress why that is a long subject you will need to take a lot of time for that you'll have to decide things one at a time one rule i go by in buying i never buy a thing that is in the very extreme of fashion because for one reason it will look queer very soon and for another it is sure to be poor material or else it is very expensive it is always best to get good material the plainer things are the better you can be sure as a general rule then you ought to study your complexion and eyes and buy things to become you you will excuse me if i mention the necktie you have on i don't think you ought ever to wear that color cerise may be becoming to some people with dark eyes and a very clear complexion but it ought not to be worn by blue-eyed people with light brown hair dark blue would be more becoming to you then too i think a necktie is an unbecoming thing on you anyway you would look much better in a close round collar mamie looked down at her cherished silk scarf to be able to buy which she had gone without new stockings for some time her mind was something akin to the maidens about whom our grandmothers used to tell who said i can wear my palm leaf and go barefooted but i must have a bosom pin celia's zeal was perhaps on the eve of getting the better of her wisdom she was growing interested in making over this girl as her aunt was interested in making over mrs morris's boarding-house and she forgot that there were probably a long line of prejudices to be overcome before the girl would be willing to walk in the way laid out for her even though she had asked to be directed in that path it would look thorny to her at first mamie she said seeing the downcast expression on the girl's face don't get discouraged with all these new things you can't do every one of them right at first but do you know i think it makes a great difference when people try to be and look the best that is in them you must not think you are a homely-looking girl you are not you were meant to be a pretty one and i think you can make yourself look ever so much prettier i do indeed now i wonder if you would be willing to do something just to please me why of course i would said mamie readily enough and brightening up at the encouraging words what is it you've been awful kind to me and i shan't forget it miss murray she added well then it is this you see out in cloverdale where i used to live i belonged to a little society of girls we were each pledged to read one verse of the bible every day and to pray every day and when some of us left the home and the society we each promised to try to get up another band where we were going even if we could get but one other person to join it now i was wondering if you wouldn't join it to start my new circle we called ourselves the bible band i believe there are a good many such bands all over the country we have this little gold badge isn't it pretty and celia held out a tiny scarf pin with a pendant gold heart 
on which were the letters engraved b b if you will join us i will give you this pin of mine and i can send and get another mamie grew interested as soon as she saw the pin jewelry of all sorts was attractive to her it would be quite delightful to appear in the store with a new pin on engraved with mysterious letters and let the girls and the young men there try to guess what they meant of course she didn't need to tell them if she didn't want to she asked again what would be required of her though mamie belonged to the class from which are derived so many untrue members of the christian endeavor societies and sad to say also of the church that class who are eager and willing to join anything and care very little what obligations they thus take upon themselves as little as they care when they break these solemn vows to such indeed might apply the many and various arguments against pledge-taking not because pledge-taking is bad but because the pledgers themselves are not made to understand the solemnity of the pledge they take mamie cared very little what pledge she took so long as the performing of it might be done in private and at her own discretion she did not stop to think long but accepted the pledge card and donned the pin with pride thanking celia though i ain't much of a hand at prayin miss murray i never could think of anything to say when i was a little girl and ma used to make us say our prayers every saturday night i guess i could learn a prayer and say the same one every time if that would do you write me out one can't you course i'll do it to please you you've been so good to me and i'm awfully obliged for this pin it's a beauty and won't i have fun tomorrow at the store with it say i don't mind telling you why i want all this fixin up to be pretty you know you won't tell carrie will you i wouldn't have her know for the first you'd see her settin up to the same thing why you see it's this way there's a new boss to our store the head of the firm's goin out to chicago and he's put this feller mr adams harold adams his name is in at the head he's only just nineteen or twenty though he made them think he was twenty-one but he's dreadful smart his father's been at the head of a three-cent store in baltimore for a long time and he kind of growed up in the business he's handsome too and everybody likes him and the girls will just stand on their heads to please him and you see he's been payin me attention for four weeks now takin me to theatres and gettin me flowers and candy and all the other girls was hoppin mad they've just done everything they could to get him to look at them but he never did till there come a new girl to the china teacup counter she has gold hair and i believe she paints her cheeks and she's awful stylish and has the littlest mite of a waist and he's just gone clean crazy over her he's nice to me yet but she gets half the flowers now and i want to get him back you see i don't mind telling you i'm in love with him myself and of course i ain't willin to just give him up without tryin so i made up my mind that if i could get to be good lookin and stylish maybe i could do something before celia had time to collect her thoughts and say something in response to this startling disclosure there came a hurried knock at the door and molly poppleton's strong voice demanded is miss celia there miss hannah she wants her right away bad that old lady upstairs has got a faintin spell she says to come right away celia dropped everything and ran 
she wondered afterward if the heavenly father arranged that call for her just at that moment on purpose to prevent her saying anything to mamie for she felt sure if she had spoken then she would have expressed her mind in what might have proved for the sake of her influence on the girl the wrong words blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain god is his own interpreter and he will make it plain End of chapter 18